0: To give and go, I like to give and go, I like to give and go, cause it's- welcome to the Give and Go Podcast and I am your host Kelson Brooks and I'm here to give you these straight facts and opinions and you just have to go with it. But here is what I am giving you first the Houston Texans and benched starting quarterback Brock Osweiler for the Tom Savage yesterday in the 21-20 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars, so the Houston Texans officially have buyer's remorse, but Brock Osweiler has cashed that check already, baby, $37 million guaranteed of the bank for a contract that's worth $72 million. And do you know where that has gotten the Texans so far this year? When it comes to QB rating. Brock Osweiler is the thirty-first ranked quarterback in the NFL, and do you want to know who was dead last? Ryan Fitzpatrick of the New York Jets. Do I need to say more? Do I need to say more? Seriously, do I need to say more? Because when you are in the same boat as Ryan Fitzpatrick, you have already sucked before you even hit the waters. So what does Don need to say? In 14 games this season, Brock Osweiler has thrown 14 touchdowns. In 14 games, he has thrown 16 interceptions. In 14 games, he has thrown 14 touchdown passes to 16 interceptions. That's 14, 16, in 14, that's a triple-double. That's a triple-double, baby. Brock Osweiler had us four. Shout out to Russell Westbrook and Brock Osweiler. Triple-double machines, but for real. But you know what? In three of Osweiler's last four games, he has failed to throw a touchdown pass. In three of Houston's last four games, Osweiler has failed to throw a touchdown pass. That is bad. That is horrible. That stinks. Young boy, you black that you from Boo Boo. Boo Boo is right. Brock Oswald is boo-boo. But you know what? The Texans are stuck with him because they gave him a $72 million contract with $37 million guaranteed to a quarterback who could not beat out whatever form of Peyton Manning that was last year. That's who Brock Osweiler could not beat out and the Texans threw all this money at this quarterback who another team did not want. But what makes this situation even funnier is who replaces Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage. And now when he replaced Osweiler, he led the Texans back against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's not an accomplishment. That's not impressive. That's nothing to be proud about. The Jaguars just fired their head coach, Gus Bradley, who led the team to a 14 and 48 record in the last, what, three and three fourth season, almost four seasons total. There's nothing to be proud about. And Tom Savage, he was one of those quarterbacks that everyone talked themselves into coming into the 2014 draft, you know, big strong arm, tall quarterback, stand tall in the pocket. Who does that sound like? Brock Osweiler. But I am about to tell you everything you need to know about Tom Savage. The great Gene Collier, who is a columnist for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, tweeted this about Savage going into the 2014 draft. The more draft analysis I read, the more I'm sure Pitt could have used a quarterback like Tom Savage. Call your covered Savage, who started all 13 games for the University of Pittsburgh in 2013. That should tell you everything you need to know about Tom Savage. I like to get me to go. Now, on to a more serious topic. A video of Oklahoma running back Joe Mixon was released Friday where it showed he basically hit fellow OU student Amelia Molitor with a Mike Tyson haymaker. Now I'm not making light of that situation because Mixon literally broke four bones in her face. A Mike Tyson haymaker will break four bones in your face. So Mixon ultimately pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault who was suspended for a year by the University of Oklahoma. He apologized to the woman, her family, his family, and everyone else who was involved and who he felt like he damaged when that occurred two years ago. So I'm not really sure what else people expect from Mixon. The, judici- the judicial system played itself out. While some may have a legitimate argument that he should have been kicked out of school, he did receive disciplinary action. He sat out for a year. He was suspended for a year. So what else do you want? Or what else do? You, or what else can you get? you know, from trying to shun this kid into basically nothing. Because I can make the argument that Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs, this you no know, he's a beloved rookie in the NFL. He's a blazing, um, dynamic rookie. And if some people know the story, some people don't. But Tyreek Hill punched his baby mother in the stomach while she was pregnant. And he was still drafted in the NFL. So does Hill still belong in the NFL? But in this Mixon situation, there are a lot of revolving parts, but most of the spinning parts is being spun by a bunch of cowards. The video did not have any audio, but Mixon and his lawyer said in court that Molitor called him the N-word, spat on him, and we all saw the shove in the video. The shove is undeniable, and in this current climate, I'm not going to argue that she did not call him that, because in certain situations, depending on who is involved, calling someone a racial slur, there is a possibility that physical um, actions can occur, but um, this is a totally different situation, uh, both were in the wrong, she should not have put her hands on him. In the video, we did see that she, sh- that she shoved him and pushed him back, but what we did, Also see was him hit her with everything He had to break four bones in her face Both of them are in control of their actions and both of them again were wrong, but let me get back to you cowards to you cowards So to the men yelling oh if women believe in equal rights then if she put her hands on him she should be able she should be able to take a punch Y'all are making excuses just so you can feel good about hitting women. You bunch of cowards. That's what you are—cowards to debate whether or not she was, he or she was in the wrong. Both of them were in the wrong. But it's like you're saying, like from your heart, well, well, um, she hit him first, so we should hit him back. How old are y'all? Y'all four? Y'all five years old? Cowards. You wasn't concerned about equal rights when it came to pay gap between men and women. It wasn't even concerned about equal rights when it comes to women voting, especially African American women voting. That, that occurs today and telling women what to do with their bodies. You're not concerned about their equal rights, but you are concerned about equal rights when it comes to being able to take a punch. You cowards. Look, for every Carlton Bragg situation, there are at least three times as many Joe Mixon situations now those who are unaware unaware of the Carlton Bragg situation Carlton Bragg was well he is I'm sorry he is a basketball player for the University of Kansas and Bragg was originally arrested when his girlfriend um, told police that she punched him I mean I'm sorry that he punched her and he pushed her down some steps but those charges were dropped when the video showed that she slapped him repeatedly punched him pushed him she placed her hands um, near his neck numerous times and to get her off of him he pushed her back and she went she fell back up some stairs and not down some stairs so charges were dropped against him and she was charged but this is not this situation because more often times than none Women are scared to speak up about physical abuse and especially sexual abuse because there are men out here who believe equal rights equals punching women. Cowards. I like to give and go. Again, you are listening to the Give and Go podcast with Kelton Brooks. And that is right. More power to you. More power to Christian McCaffrey. The Stanford star running back joins LSU running back Leonard Fournette to prepare for the upcoming NFL draft there are two of college's stars who sit out their bowl games and that has got gotten a lot of people um, up in arms and you know for the players I get it well especially for running backs because running backs takes the most punishment in football you know and Fournette has battled through ankle injuries This season, he is still, you know, one of the best college running backs that has come out in the past three years. You know, he's in that tier with Todd Gurley um, with the Los Angeles Rams and also Ezekiel Elliott with the Dallas Cowboys, who's an MVP favorite um, this year. And for for Fournette, he really shouldn't have to play in this bowl game. You know, Fournette played against Florida. Who's supposed to sit out that game against Florida? But he instead um, went back to the locker room and got dressed. Because in the beginning of the LSU and Florida game, there was a scuffle um, during the pregame situations and Fournette, you know, was all hyped up and they suited him. So he should not have played that game. If Florida truly did care about Fournette, he would have not suited up for that game. And then back to McCaffrey. McCaffrey also set out games this season um, because of injuries. And McCaffrey goes into the draft as one of the most versatile running backs coming into this year's draft, along with Dalvin Cook from Florida State. But my thing is, you know, running backs like McCaffrey and Frenette, what else do they have to prove? If these players went to school for predominantly for athletics, then preparing themselves for the NFL comes first to them. It's a business decision, but people don't want to see it like that. You know, people are saying it's a sad trend. No, it's not. And seriously, what else do these players have to play for? They are perfect themselves to be able to earn money, to earn a living in the NFL where they can earn millions of dollars to perform and put their bodies on the line, not in college football. So McCaffrey and Frenette, they do not have anything else to play for. Well, what about the team? What about the school? What about the fans? They have all seen McCaffrey and Fournette play the past two or three years, two or three, four years, however long they were in college. They know how good they are, and if they want to see them again, go watch them in the NFL, where they can earn money for taking on punishment from a 250-pound linebacker running a 4-4, knocking them over upside their heads. I would make my money that way instead of taking those shots. For free in college football. This book ain't free. So, with that, I thank you for listening to the Give and Go podcast with Kelton Brooks. You heard what I've had to give you today, so now it's time for me to go. I like the Give and Go, I like the Give and Go.